This is Ken Medkiff, supporting family farmers, opposing corporate agribusiness. I call this piece, Feeding at the Public Trough. It seems that some folks just don't get it. It is not necessary to confine chickens, hogs, or cows by the thousands or millions in order to provide milk, meat, and eggs to meet the current demand. Yet, there are those apparently believing the falsehoods told by hacks and lackeys and lobbyists and market gurus for the large corporations and their supporters who proclaim that without concentrated animal feeding operations, CAFOs, we'd all go hungry. This is patent nonsense. Hogs are a case in point. The per capita consumption of the other white meat has dwindled considerably. Even though our population has gone up dramatically, the total domestic demand for pork has remained constant, about 80 million hogs per year. We're eating less pork, but there are more of us, so it evens out. Presently, however, the U.S. produces about 120 million hogs per year. Where does the excess go? To Southeast Asia. Who helped it go there? Our elected and appointed leaders, including state secretaries of agriculture. It seems that the U.S. House and Senate the USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture, the Secretary of Agriculture, and the major corporations engaged in the production of pork are busily convincing the consumers in the burgeoning populations of China, Japan, Malaysia, and other Pacific Rim countries to add a bit of meat to their diet. While the aforesaid lobbyists maintain that CAFOs are the quote-unquote future of agriculture, the fact remains that traditional farmers were and are capable of meeting all domestic demands for milk, meat, and eggs. No need to turn over vital domestic products to agribusinesses. No need to let Continental Grain, Conti Group, Smithfield, Tyson, Foster's, or Seaboard dictate what their growers should do. No need to let those same corporations wallow in profits, because that's what it's all about, profits. The bottom line, dividends to shareholders. In 1975, my state of Missouri, over 7 million hogs were produced by over 6,000 farmers. In 2006, over 30 years later, this state produced about 2.5 million hogs, but with only three large agribusinesses responsible for that production. That situation holds true for the entire United States. Broilers, eggs, and milk fall in the same category. It is difficult, maybe impossible, to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken or churches and eat a eight-piece box of locally produced chicken parts, or just try getting a carton of locally produced milk. Nope. It is much easier for the buyers, procurers they're called, for these corporations to make one phone call to Tyson's and ask that 80 bazillion pounds of chicken meat be delivered to a centralized distribution warehouse than for that same buyer to make hundreds of phone calls to local farmers and ask for a few hundred pounds from each. This was explained to me a few years ago by executives of McDonald's, which had at that time recently acquired Chipotle's. Chipotle's advertises and proclaims in its outlets that its pork products come from Nyman Ranch producers. Nyman Ranch farmers don't utilize confinement facilities. Their hogs are raised outside in hoop houses, free range conditions. I inquired of the executives why this same philosophy 
wasn't adopted by all McDonald's outlets? The answer was that they have a centralized buying system within which serves over 35,000 Mickey D's operations and Chipotle's has only 300 or so outlets. What works well for Chipotle's wouldn't work at all for McDonald's operations due to the system that had been established. To give due credit, McDonald's, Hardee's, and other franchises have now adopted some humane treatment standards for any entity providing meats and animal products to their centralized systems. The point is that the American farmer need not be run off the land by major corporations, but it instead should band together and stand up against intrusive agribusinesses. That this has occurred to some degree is demonstrated by the proliferation of local farmers' markets. But face the facts. Corporations with headquarters in Bentonville, Chicago, Kansas City, and New York's Wall Street don't give a whit about local farmers stinking up the air, polluting the water, or running the local economy. They do care about making a buck. However, as long as consumers keep believing the hype of corporate lobbyists and keep buying the products produced by agribusinesses, real farmers don't stand much of a chance in the global market. Elected officials and their appointed lackeys seem to be more interested in promoting agribusinesses than those fellows in overalls. To document that, just follow the money. Follow the government's money. See who gets the farm subsidies. Large agribusinesses are the true welfare queens, not some poor lady in the Bronx. Corporations get millions. That lady in New York gets a few measly bucks. Wendell Berry said, eating is an agricultural act. The executive director of the National Catholic Rural Life Center took this one step further and said, eating is a moral act. We need to begin eating morally and begin electing politicians who don't respond to the largesse of agribusiness corporations. Mostly though, we need to stop believing the hype spewed out by corporate lobbyists and marketers. This is Ken Midkiff, supporting family farms, opposing corporate agribusinesses.